0: Failure Isn't Failure from the latest album from Nickel Creek Celebrants. Nickel Creek is going to be in town this Friday at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts. And on the line with me, one of the members of Nickel Creek, Sean Watkins. And Sean, welcome to WLRN.
1: Thank you. you Glad know, to be here.
0: I saw you actually quite a long time ago uh, at a folk alliance. And uh, Nickel Creek was a new band. And I got to tell you, you, you were just young kids. Not even twenty years old, and you were setting the bluegrass world on fire. You started this with your sister and Chris Steely, and was it Chris's dad who was playing bass?
1: Yeah, Chris's dad Scott. He uh, he played bass with us for a very long time. He played on the first album that uh, that came out um, in two thousand and toured with us for a little bit until it was just too much for him with it with his day job
0: you were still kids when you were touring what did you have any supervision
1: <laughs> well yeah we did i mean we i mean we toured before anyone really heard of us we, we toured around the southwest uh united states went to bluegrass festivals and you know that was you know that was from the time that i was 12 and sarah and chris were eight until you know i was about 22 and that that's when people that's when we made the first album that people have heard about and um, so yeah, you know, we would travel around with uh, you know Chris's dad would be like the parental supervision and and my parents, Sarah's and my parents would come along when they could. The main thing that that really kind of <laughs> happens that I didn't really realize until it happened was that you can't rent a car until you're 25, and we were you know we were definitely touring pretty hard before I was I was 25, and so we would um, we would have to have our uh, whoever was playing bass with us was also tasked with uh with with car rental
0: duties (laughs) you and uh chris and sarah started nickel creek over 30 years ago did you ever have the opportunity to meet the father of bluegrass bill monroe
1: once yeah Uh, there's a there's a, a bluegrass convention called ibma stands for international bluegrass musicians association and they have a yearly gathering it was at at this big hotel and everyone would show up and it's we all met him there and he and earl scruggs actually were in the same room which was a a small miracle considering they had a very very long and famous rivalry uh until they both passed uh it's just crazy but anyway somebody from the Gibson guitar company put us in, in a hotel suite uh with with them across from each other and um and a few other people and you know, we were young, and I don't know—we know that we fully appreciated the gravity of the situation, but we remember it well, and, and got to got to sort of be there and play a little bit with him and talk to him.
0: It's hard to believe that's over thirty years ago already. And your new album from Nickel Creek, *Celebrants*, sounds so different, so sounds so distant from bluegrass. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you still bluegrass? <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know. I we don't really it's not uh, we love it we we, we you know it, it's the it's the music that that we started in and it's the music that brought us to where we are. Uh, but but like any you know form of you know vibrant form of music it it evolves and um and bluegrass has has the potential to really do a lot of things besides what it was originally intended to sound like and for us it's just been uh it's been a a sonic playground to to play around in you know these these four instruments um acoustic guitar mandolin fiddle and upright bass we like to you know do new things and and try try out new things you know but i think that it'll always sound like us it might sound a lot different the first record that people heard came out 24 years ago and you know we want to try new things and um and we've been really grateful that our audience in, in by and large has been been ready to go along, you know, on the ride with us.
0: Do you remember a specific tour or date when you kind of broke apart from traditional bluegrass?
1: No, I mean we were never really we were never really traditional bluegrass at all. I mean our first album was started with a song that was a fiddle tune, O do a butterfly, but there was a lot of stuff on it that is not traditional bluegrass at all. And you know, we were we were raised in the, the Southern California bluegrass scene which is which is very, very irreverent in a great way. There were very few rules growing up. You could do Beatles songs, Beach Boys songs, Rolling Stone songs, versus, you know, on the East Coast where things were a lot more rigid and it was more of a set vocabulary and repertoire. So we kind of always had that mentality about bluegrass, which was that it's meant to be messed with and played with and doesn't need to sound like it always did. We kind of always had that mindset.
0: Bluegrass has come a long way, and Nickel Creek especially when you came along 30 years ago, created a new sound and bringing a whole younger group into bluegrass. Was there a, a moment when you didn't promote yourself as a bluegrass band because you had this new audience?
1: Well, not really, because it really wasn't. I mean, from the very beginning, you know, before people had even heard of us in the in like the late 90s, we were trying to get signed and we were trying to get, you know, that was back, at the tail end of when record labels were still around. But, you know, even then there was a lot of here's a lot of people saying, Oh, they're not bluegrass and and we just didn't care. We we never really were like considered ourselves a bluegrass band, quote unquote. We we grew up playing it. Uh but I you know, I mean, it, it just depends on what your definition of bluegrass is, you know. To a person who's never heard bluegrass, what we do would be very bluegrassy. To a person who is well versed in it, they would say we're, you know, more on the pop side. So I, I don't know. I'll leave that up to whoever wants to talk about it.
0: Well, other people are obviously talking about it because in 2002, Nickel Creek won a Grammy for Best Folk Album.
1: Yeah. Again, yeah, that's other people kind of deciding what category you go. in. we don't, you know, we didn't pick that, that category. And, and folk is a, is a very wide category. I think it's what we're up for this year as well.
0: Sean Watkins is on the line along with Sean's uh, younger sister, Sarah Watkins and Mandolin player Chris Tealy. They make up Nickel Creek. and I, I gotta ask you about Chris because he's he's took the world on fire. Is it how, how is it like working with Chris? because he went on his own way and created his own incredible career.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's an unbelievable musician and force of force of nature, really. always has been you know it's tough i I, it's the it's the it's sort of like the water that that i that we swim in you know we've we've been in this band since we were you know i mean we were officially a band when i was 12 and sarah and chris were eight but we've been hanging out before then for a few years so it kind of just feels normal to us but um but we also realize that you know he's a a you know one of a kind um just musical force of nature And it's, 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 you know, it's wonderful to be in a band with him. And, and, um, you know, the three of us each have different musical personalities. And I think that we, we push each other in in different ways. And, and we're, we're really grateful, grateful for that. I feel like it makes us a better band. Um, but you know, it's been very inspiring, you know, seeing, seeing all the different things that he's done outside the band over the years as well.
0: Sean Watkins is on the line. Uh, you, obviously do other things besides Nickel Creek I see a uh, f- fiction family, the work Progress administration, uh, the bee eaters but uh, but what if, tell me about the Largo Club
1: Well now it's a small theater in in West Hollywood. So Sarah and I have been doing my sister and I uh, starting in 2002 we've been doing these monthly residency shows there called Watkins Family Hour. Start. They started as a way for us to blow off some steam in between Nickel Creek tours, and turned into a, a big part of our musical life. It's a variety show that we lead, and we have a, a band, uh, kind of a revolving cast of characters, and we have um, you know uh, guest musicians and comedians that that come in, and uh, it's it's really inspiring. And we we still do, and we we love it.
0: How did you end up with Jackson Brown's guitar?
1: <laughs> uh, he gave it to me. He's been a good friend of ours. Uh, we met at, at Largo years and years ago. You know, when when we first started going to Largo, it was a it was a, a small pub, held about a hundred people. And since then, in two thousand eight, they moved to a, a small theater called the Cornette Theater. But Jackson has just been a good a good friend of ours. We we met him, I think maybe in two thousand and four. I feel like it was two thousand four. We were making our album, Why Should the Fire Die? And I met him at Largo. And he saw his play. And I can't remember exactly the order of events, but we, we became fast friends. And um, he loaned me a couple guitars that I ended up using on that album. And then we just started uh, sitting in on each other's shows. You know, Jackson's, he's a unicorn. He's, he's out playing around Los Angeles all the time. He's sitting in with people. He's going to shows. He loves music. And it's just so cool to see someone from his generation, you know, and someone that influential. Still, just out listening to music. We've toured with him a few times. My, my sister and I have. At one point, he just said he said he had a guitar for me that he felt would be good for me, and it didn't fit his pickup. That was his excuse. He just—he's just a generous guy.
0: Well, how is the um, guitar? Do you like the guitar?
1: Yeah, it's its my main guitar. I, but yeah, I play it every show.
0: Sean Watkins is going to be in South Florida with Nickel Creek at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts you you are on tour and this this tour is going to last another four or five months. It's, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a proper, you know, it will have been at least a proper year and a half touring around the country. And, you know, we're so excited to come to Florida. We've we've played so few shows there over the years.
0: Uh, Sean Watkins of uh, Nickel Creek along with his sister, uh, Sarah Watkins and a mandolin player, Chris Teely, They're going to be in South Florida. Could you have ever the, imagined that you'd still be Playing with your friends here 30 years later?
1: No. No. Never never imagined it. And I'm just so grateful to, to still be in this band and, and that it still feels so vibrant and, and alive. You know, it doesn't feel like we're uh, reliving old days or you know, rehashing the same old material. I'm very I feel very fortunate. We all do.
0: Sean Watkins of Nickel Creek will be in town on a Friday at the Broward Center. I'm gonna play one more song, Sean, can you tell me something about Stone's Throw?
1: Yeah, Stone's Throw is a, is a song that uh, that, that I started. Um, it ha- it's it's a song that started from the title. I I have a, a list of uh, future song titles in, in my phone notes folder titles that I think uh, where, where I think that the the title has something in it to be mined out. The basic concept of the song that I had was that when you when you get close enough to someone, uh, in in a romantic way, uh, well, in in any way, um, you know, you're you're vulnerable and you can be just a stone's throw away, metaphorically, meaning that you're close. Um, but then there's the other way of of throwing stones. Um, so it, it kind of it deals a little bit with with that idea.
0: Sean, great talking to you. Thank you so much for taking time to talking to us.
1: So happy to. Here's Nickel
0: Creek with Stone's Throw.